Hey, David. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Do you know what sucks? Uh, many things, but I'm not sure what right now. No, snow oh, sucks. Yeah. Do you know what doesn't yeah. suck? Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. What's up, internet, cell phones, people of Earth? People driving in their cars. And Maybe stuck, stuck on the highway. S- stuck on the highway. For 14 hours on a Monday. Hi, oh, yeah. Dude, I'm so excited to be back. I know we had uh, some technical problems last week, so we had to delay it one week more, but that's why you got that extra, extra special hay today. And I, I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, that was a long and drawn out. I thought you kind of had a stroke there or something. No, it was one E and Y for every <laughs> week I missed you. It's been quite the adventure the last little while, you know. Um, well, we we had a, a strong end to the the year. And really, when you think about it, we've only been gone for like two weeks. Yes, gone in two weeks, but actually on hiatus for four. The magic of podcasting, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we recorded like four episodes in like one night. That was a long day. Yeah. Uh, but what's happened? What's what's new with you? Dude, so many things have happened and changed. You left. I got a new friend. What? No, okay, kidding. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're I, waiting I, until we're recording to tell me this? No, no new friends. It's okay. Um, no, it's a, it's been kind of a, a weird few weeks. So, um, for those who don't know, David moved away and I'm very sad about it. However, I got to see David as one of his last friends to see him before he left. Actually, he stopped by. You were the last person. You were the last person out of my friends and family circle that I saw. So I felt super special. Um, his, uh, his significant other. Redacted. <laughs> Sa- said it was just because he couldn't bear the thought of not seeing me again for six months. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, I was just starting to fall a little under the weather there. Um, David and I were very responsible humans, and I, I kept my distance. And, yeah, we didn't even get a chance to hug. And then a few <laughs> days later, I went down and out for a while. So... I wouldn't have been able to record a quality podcast anyways, because I would have just been like, <coughs> what did you say? Yeah. Well, I didn't even have internet for, for, oh my God, it was, how long did I not have internet for? I didn't have internet for a week. Yeah, poor guy had to use all his data. I. <laughs> so we have shared data. I switched our plan. So we have a 40 gig pool of data and we're at... Uh, like 36 gigs used collectively. <laughs> and your bill date's like in a week. It is. Yeah. I have six, six days to go, but luckily, you know, we have Wi-Fi finally at home and I have, I found the uh, Wi-Fi password for work. Nice. So You're doing all your movie downloading before you got home. Very smart. Very smart. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's uh, we found out that if you accidentally log out of like Disney plus or, or um, Amazon prime, on your phone or tablet, it deletes anything that you have downloaded. Yes, that that is a thing. Yeah, so Netflix does that too, eh? 
Yeah. Yeah, but uh yeah, it's been you you also got a, a nice sweet David's going away present. I did. Um <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna do all the, the bad things we've done? Well, there's been a lot of good things, but I Well we'll get into that. Uh, you want yeah. you wanna hear a little bit about my my adventure? I yeah, feel so like let's... we've been we've been building up to it for, for months, right? Because it's it was happening and now it's happened. Your, your, your adventure was hilarious because I got to live vicariously through <laughs> Snapchat videos and text messages, audio messages, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I live across the street from a building now that has the Squid Game logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, when we got here, so it was a 22 hour drive, which was great. Uh, we were 20 minutes out from our new home. And there was a accident on the highway and good old Canada. There's literally only one road in Northern Canada to get from like Southwestern Ontario to Manitoba. So anyways, on this highway, there was like four transport trucks that had crashed. So 20 minutes away from our new home and we had to sit in our car for six hours. It was brutal. So we were supposed to get to our house around six o'clock and it wasn't, wasn't until after midnight that we got into our new home. But uh, I don't know. All the lights were on. The driver was shut, plowed. Like our realtor was great. And over the last like few weeks, we've just been making it, making it our own. I, uh, I got my 3d printers. Well, two of three. I'm, I'm two thirds set up. Proud of you. Uh, so we're going to get, you know, it's nice to have some, time down for hobbies and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I got the TV hooked up. Like the uh, priorities. <laughs> right? It's, it's funny because when we moved into here, the TV was one of the last things because I knew, like I know packing slows down when you have a show in the background versus music. Mm-hmm. So I was very selective with what I installed first versus second. But also the TV, we didn't transport it in a box. So you really have to like get those blankets off it and just get it into a safe spot. Right. Away. Oh yeah. 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 We, uh, I didn't want to risk anything. So we had, we had bought one of those like, uh, TV, know, boxes? TV, TV boxes or something like that. And I, I didn't set it up right away because so everything was frozen when we got here. Well, when we left, uh, London, it was like five degrees it was just kind of rainy slash foggy. Like it wasn't too cold when we got here. It was like minus 37. We actually arrived during a uh, significant cold spell. So here we are in our house with pretty much nothing. Like we had no chairs, no tables. Like we had to go and buy some folding tables and folding chairs just to have somewhere to sit. Canadian tire would have loved you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And uh, funny thing is there's a Canadian tire here. I love entire, and, yeah, like some of their prices are kind of ridiculous, but whatever. Um, so once we got everything show, like everything showed up a few days later, I think we had, uh, what do we had like four days where we had nothing, just the stuff that we fit in the car. So all of our stuff showed up on, on the fourth, but because it's been up in the cold North, everything was frozen. So when we unloaded stuff into the house, everything in the boxes were literally like frozen to the core that it dropped the temperature of the house. So our house the one night was 11 degrees 
That's wild. <laughs> it was brutal. So, you know, things slowly defrosted and we slowly started getting things set up and um, my board game collection is slowly creeping out of the boxes and into the shelves on the, and I, I just figured, you know, we needed somewhere to just sit and relax in a bit. So that's why I set up the TV and set up my PS5 and my Xbox Series X and, you know, just so that we day. can come home and relax. And you know what? Well, Book of Boba Fett had come out and we when we had left, right? So we had some catching up to do. It's funny. Like, I'm surprised because of how long you guys were on the highway. And I think I asked you this question, but like, why didn't you just watch Boba Fett in the car? You watched the entirety of Ready Player One while you were sitting in traffic. Just well, I didn't have, I didn't want to use up all of my data just streaming that, right? Oh, you had um, Ready Player One already downloaded? Yeah, I had downloaded a few movies to my tablet. So I thought about it, but then uh, She Who Shall Not Be Named decided to just take a nap. And it was getting close, you know, like I was getting to the point where I had to pee really bad. I would have just got uh, out of the car. Well, the thing is, it was like minus 40. It would have just been like icicles coming out of you. It was, what's the movie? There, well, there's been a few. It's like, there's a bunch of, uh, well, you know, did you watch Snowpiercer? No. You never seen Snowpiercer? No, you you asked me if I saw it before and I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. And then I never watched it. No, like the movie. You never seen the movie Snowpiercer? No. Oh, you got to watch it anyway. So I, I fear though, if I were to uh, go outside and pee in that temperature, uh, the, the warmth of my pee wouldn't even be enough and it would slowly freeze as... <laughs> as i was peeing and then it would take over my body so uh that was close but you you know what it's it's interesting living here i'm gonna be completely honest with you uh you're in for a treat when you come up here um i have never driven on roads that are more hilly than here so you know at the top of a roller coaster yeah how you you get up there and you and then it just kind of pauses and you can't see anything over the front of the the uh the car thing that you're in yeah that is what a lot of the roads are like here so at the top (laughs) at the top of our street it's such a steep hill that we come up to it and you can't even see the road because it's such a steep drop it's a lot of fun i tell you that but uh i can tell you i'll either be up sometime in the summer or in the fall and we'll also venture into winnipeg if it's the fall, I might fly. Who knows? We we shall see. Um, just as a segue to that whole peeing on the highway story. Do you remember two years ago, maybe? I Well, I was still working in Toronto and I was driving to Kitchener every day. And you and I were supposed to record a podcast and I got stuck on the highway near my house and I sat there for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And a helicopter had to land on the highway to like stop, fix an accident and stuff. Mm hmm. Same thing, but I actually ran to the side of the road and just went to the bathroom. And it was the middle of the summer, so like there was there was like light until like ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I know we were so it's funny because we drove all day, but it feels like the day was so short that when we when we left our so the second day of driving, we started driving again at probably about eight a.m. Um, and it was still dark. And it was dark until probably about 10 (laughs) a.m. And then it felt like the day went by so fast. And then again, we were just driving at night. It's like night is forever here. Yeah. But uh, there's some uh, really cool stuff here. You know, we got a home hardware. 
Well, we have one of those. We got a Canadian Tire. Got one of those. Um, you know what? We got a uh, real, what is it? A real Canadian wholesale. Yeah, so a real Canadian superstore? No, it's a wholesale store. So it's so like, like it's, it is, it is law. It is owned by Loblaws, but it, yeah, it's like a Costco, but you don't need a membership. So it's all like bulk stuff. So, okay. We're going to be the house that gives out full size chocolate bars at Halloween. They might all be expired by then, but <laughs> <laughs> they're all white on the inside. <laughs> so every so often when we go there, you know, they have, you know, the, the big pink 50% off stickers that they have at like Superstore and Loblaws and all that. Yep. Yeah, so they have these on these things. And so the other day, there was like the uh, green tea Kit Kat bars, the Reese's Pieces with the like peanuts in them. And then the other day, we found uh, the Terry's chocolate orange bars. Damn. And they all were like 50% off. So we bought like three boxes, like a box of each. Of, and these are boxes that you would see at like the convenience store or, so you know. Kenora just hits different, man. <laughs> it is it is weird. And you know what? Uh, we've been told by a lot of people that people here are generally very friendly. And I can honestly say every single interaction that we've had with people here have been like really pleasant, which is weird. Like, <laughs> like it's, it, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to run into a cult where like people are like for the greater good. No, it's going to be like a bunch <laughs> of like skids, like, like uh, dancing underneath a bridge. And we'll all know where that video came from. Yeah. But- yeah. I'm thinking like it's going to be like a hot fuzz kind of situation, you know, like for the greater good. But yeah, so we're slowly uh, getting things together. Um, You know, you know what's been really exciting though? What's that? Some some of my Kickstarter games have successfully shown up to my new house. So nice, Meeple's is finally bleeding into SLS. (laughs) It's the dream come true. Yeah. Programming note for Meeple's: we should be back by February. I, I I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I think February, February 1st is the, the goal. Yeah. Um, did you do any bad things? I did. I did a really bad thing um, under the influence of a David. Yeah, I can't say that I did anything like really bad just because I've been house poor for the last month because, you know, starting a new job and buying a house and everything. Yeah, I, but, I'm the same way. I'm wedding poor, but let's hit it. Just did a bad thing. So, guys, here comes the greatest story of how I acquired a PS5. So, my good, good friend David calls me at like 7.50 one night. It's like, hey, man, (laughs) do you still want a PS5? I was like, yeah, obviously. And he goes, oh, I'm at Best Buy now. And uh, I just saw somebody buy one and I asked and they have another one. Do you want it? So, me, being a responsible adult... Puts my video game on mute so my chat doesn't hear it. I'm like, hold on, David. I yell at the, the door. Hey, can we buy a PS5? David found one. Yeah, sure. Is the answer I got. <laughs> Nothing clearly, yeah. clearly she didn't actually hear what you were saying. That's the best part. <laughs> so like two hours later, I walk out. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm surprised you let me like buy the PS5. And she was just like. You bought a PS5? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so the funny thing is, is like I, I went to Best Buy that day. 
just to pick up what was I picking up like some light switches or something like that. They had a really good deal on like these Wi-Fi light switches and and I'm uh, planning like I'm working on like retrofitting everything in my house to be like connected so I don't even have to press a button. I can just use my voice or stuff. Did you buy the multi-tool yet or you had one? Uh, I didn't have one. I've, I've been looking for a, a good a good deal and I, I've actually been looking for a DeWalt one because my dad gave me a bunch of DeWalt, DeWalt power tool, tools yeah. and so I'm looking for something that I can just use those batteries with. But anyways, it makes a ton of sense. Um, so yeah, I was there and this lady literally was just checking out with the PS five and I was like, holy shit. Uh, so I asked the guy there, I was like, do you have a lot of PS fives? And he's like, uh, well, like we have some, I'm like, but do you have more than one? And I get it. He was probably assuming that I was just like, wanted to buy like all of them so I can scalp them. And I was like, I just want to know if I have to buy one now or if I can come back tomorrow, potentially, because my buddy is looking for one. And he's like, oh, yeah, we have a bunch. Like, we have a bunch. I'm like, okay. You're like, I'll take six. (laughs) So, well, funny thing. So I called you up and then uh, he was there. And and this was, they closed at like eight o'clock or something like that. So it was it was 10 to and the guy's like, yeah, we close in like 10 minutes. I'm like, I will have an answer on whether or not I'm going to buy one and probably five. So that's when we had the conversation, right? And and I bought it. So I was like, yeah, I'll take one. And he's like, okay, we're going to need your name and phone number because um, we're like, you can only buy one. We're limiting. I'm like, dude, first off, I already have one. I got one at launch. And <laughs> he was like, whoa, how'd you get that? I'm like, I have my connections. And I was like, I'm moving. Uh, you'll never see me again. <laughs> he's like, okay. So I, uh, yeah, I, luckily for you, I had just been paid that day. So. There was no hurting on the wallet. And you're, you're a good guy. You're a good friend. Yeah. So it, uh, it's so funny, though, just like the way that whole thing went down. I know, right? Because I think, well, we, we talked about it a few episodes uh, ago that you were, weren't expecting to get anything until probably like the spring, right? Yeah, we were at like, the earliest. The agreement was originally like after the wedding one mm-hmm. could be bought. And like, I was totally cool with that. And then it just kind of happened kind of organically. And <laughs> yeah. it, it, like we were both in a place where it was like, okay. Um, <laughs> but the, it, it just, it's funny how it worked out. So it's funny even- because uh, she who shall not be named wasn't around that week. She was at her parents' place for that week. So when she came home, the PS5 was in the corner there and she's like, oh, wait, I thought you put that in the container. I thought you should be like, oh yeah, I bought another one. <laughs> And she's like, she's like, no, you didn't. You you didn't ship it. Like you didn't send it away. I'm like, no, no, I bought another one. Here's the receipt. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, it's for Sean. So yeah, and it it worked out. You know that it was all part of the the plan to see you one last time before I left. Yeah, Angela just didn't see right through. <gasps> I said her name. Uh oh. <laughs> um, um, the only thing I've done bad since is I have this new addiction to like just downloading all the cheaper free games, but I was given a gift card and I like picked up death loop, which I'm really excited to play. But with that, the illness that I had, I had like a perpetual seven day headache. So Mm -hmm. I haven't really had a lot of time to game. So I'm, I'm really excited to dive in on some days off. I actually bought like a bunch of games. The Walmart here is great. Yeah. (laughs) It looks fantastic. So I want to talk a little bit about this one game that I just recently purchased because I know that it was announced like not too long ago and I feel like it uh, fell under the radar called Chorus. It's that like space sim, like it's an arcade like shooter 
the spelling is actually with a V, but it's pronounced chorus and it's pronounced chorus. Yeah, I, I remember the trailer and I think you sent yeah. me an image of it the other day, didn't you? Yeah, so Walmart had it and it's it's only like 30 bucks or like 40 bucks. Meanwhile, like the PlayStation Store has it for like 56 because they just tra- uh, do a direct conversion from the US price or something like that. Anyway, so I picked it up and it's actually a lot of fun. The story is interesting. You're this, uh, you're this, I don't know, this girl who was part of this cult that was trying to assimilate the different like colonies and stuff like that. And then she decided or realized that, you know, she doesn't want to kill everyone. So then she defected and now she's like on the other side. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of a confusing story, but for a different genre of game because like everything is like a first person shooter or an action adventure game or or like a mmo or a moba or whatever it may this be this is a space flight one right this is a yeah it's just straight up space flight um and the the graphics are pretty good it's a single player only game so i ended up buying it for playstation instead of xbox just because i tend to have i don't know i i feel like my playstation is more i enjoy more for just like the single player games you you play games the same way i do and um, the the control, like the story is great. The graphics are good. I don't know. I, I was just like really enjoying it. And it, the thing is, is it's it's actually pretty relaxing to play because, you know, after a, a long day at work, you just want to relax and play a game. And if I don't want to have to worry about, you know, quick button mashing or or, uh, you know, focusing on an online multiplayer like shooter or something like that, I can just fly around space and blow blow up pirates and stuff like that. But uh, I would totally, I would totally recommend. Like, I have you played many like flight sims or space sh- sh- sim games? I have in the past, yeah. Like this game looked interesting when we saw it at E mm-hmm. three. But we- I would say if because I know that you really like your first person shooters and stuff like that. I don't know if it's a a genre that you could really get into, but I would say if you can find it on sale, you you might enjoy it enough. Yeah, do you, do you know? We were talking about it at work today, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. um, do you remember the game Cell Damage? Mm-hmm. We were watching gameplay of that, and my buddy was like, oh, hey, man, it's on uh, like the PlayStation Store. You can play it. On- we looked it up, um, but it's only couch co-op even on the PS4. Oh, so okay. we're going we're gonna to play it over Parsec using Discord and Parsec oh, nice. to, to play. So we could play it. And Did you ever a- play... Um, uh, what... Time splitters? No, but I thought you were going to say Twisted Metal. I was like, yeah, I want to find yeah. a copy of it for PS5 or PS4. So on Xbox right now, uh, Time Splitters 2 and Time Splitters Future Perfect are both like $2.50. Now, I know like the original Xbox uh, servers are down, but similar to the PlayStation, there's something called X Link Kai or something like that. And it uh, you, you hook your Xbox up to your computer. And run this program, and it essentially tricks tricks your Xbox into thinking that it's connected to a LAN for oh. a local area network play, but it's over the internet. Um, Time Splitters is like this spiritual successor to like GoldenEye and like Perfect Dark, um, like in in gameplay wise. Okay, okay, yeah, they're a ton of fun. So I'm definitely going to pick, be picking those up because five bucks for two great games. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I'm very interested in like, oh, I, I might buy like Twisted Metal Black or something just to like play a kind of game like that. Um, well, I I did see uh, some 
posts on Reddit the other day in some news articles that uh, PlayStation 3 games have apparently been showing up on the PlayStation 5 store to purchase that's not part of game um, uh, PlayStation Now. Wasn't Twisted Metal Black a PS4 game? Or was it PS3? No, I think it was PS2. Yeah, it was PS2. But like, it's interesting because if this is if that's the case, if those are true and it's not just a bug, it could mean that uh, Sony is trying to ramp up their game library to compete against Microsoft and all of their backwards compatible glory. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you want an Owen story before we get into the 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 main course, or do you want the Owen story at the end? Is it going to make me angry? It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make our listeners laugh, and it's going to make you a little angry. That's why I love okay. it. Let's, let's go for it. Okay, so let's set the scene. Sean goes to a Maple Leaf game at the beginning of December, and his dear, dear friend David is stuck in bumfuck nowhere up north, and he asked his friend if he could just go check out a video ga- or a board game store for a board game that he wanted so, so badly. <laughs> And oh yeah, I know what this uh, is. <laughs> I being a very good friend to David I was like, you know what? Let me go check. So I went in and I asked for this card game. It's a little card game called uh, Cards Against Star Wars, which is like Cards Against Humanity, but it's Cards Against Star Wars. And I asked the guy, and if you guys remember from way back, uh, from one of mine and David's last adventures, we met this guy at 401 Games who was an absolute prick. No other word to describe him other yeah. than just an unengaged or disengaged prick and i yeah, asked him smooth like, brain yeah i go <laughs> sir hello my I, I would i would like to purchase this game do you have it in stock it says you have two available and he goes i don't even know we have that game and i almost said bullshit because you sold me a game like this the last time i was here but i didn't i kept my cool and me and my other half were there and i got it and uh, those fuckers inflated the price of that game, too, which is another problem. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. So I buy the game and I secure it in my car and I tell David they didn't have it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shucks. Their website says there's like one left. I was like, yeah, the guy said that uh, their orders like usually take some time and he'd let me know next week if there was another one because I'd be back in town. And David was like, OK, cool. That's that's awesome. Doesn't our friend Owen, who lost his good friend status, son of a bitch, <laughs> message David a week later? Hey, no, no, no. Was a- <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. So I, I went to his house. Oh, that's to even- pick up. I went to his house to pick up some games that I had left there. Oh, right, Owen's layaway, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> so then uh, we we're just you know, talking because this was right before Christmas and everything like that. And uh, I was saying how, you know, what I got Angela for Christmas. And unfortunately, you know, I, I've been holding off buying board games and whatnot. And he's like, oh, man, like you want to see what I got Brit? And I'm like, oh, what'd you get? And he pulls out cards against Star Wars. And he's like, yeah, I went to uh, I was at 401 games and they had this and I bought it. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, you knew that I wanted that one. And that was he bought it after after that and he saw that whole conversation so yeah i i, I kind of gave it to him but uh no it was it was that was that was funny but continue this is a great story so 
Christmas arrives and David and she who shall not be named are like come over to our house and we ha- we have like a board game day. We go get breakfast at a brunch place. We we say goodbye to J and J's as a couple. All that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh David, I have this thing for you to open. And he was like, oh, you you just open your things at Christmas, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I won't see you, and I want to see your reaction. So he opens this 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 beautiful box. And he goes on this just expletive laden <laughs> rant about Owen. I was like the N64 kid, but. They're like, fuck you, Owen. Stuck on Darth Vader's bird penis. Yeah. No, that was uh, that was good. You know, it, um, I would say that's probably the uh, best gift that I received this year. Wow, that is uh, just, that is bestowed an honor if I've ever heard of it. Just, you know, like the whole, you know, the fact that you. You went out of your way, like you knew that I wanted it. You you bought it, and you know tried to. Well, you did trick me, but then uh, it it just it. And then the fact that Owen went out and bought it himself, <laughs> knowing very well that I wanted it, but uh, no. The piece still a resistance. And you know what the thing is? So like we have like I bought Angela. Um, Dude, you're saying her name a ton. I know, right? It's it's <laughs> it's the house. I tell you, it's 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 getting to me. I bought her the uh, Cards Against the Simpsons one, right? And you have that one. Oh, you actually? I thought you bought that for yourself. No, no. I bought that for her because she's like really likes the Simpsons. So I bought that for her and I gave that to her for Christmas. And that one's a good one for most people to play. But everyone's seen Star Wars, right? Like at some point or they know the characters. So I feel like uh, so now we have the, the those two games that I'd be more willing to play Cards Against Humanity. But those ones. Yeah, we I bought the bef- other one, the the Muggles one. Yeah, I actually uh, played. They have cards against Disney. Uh, I still, I've got to find that one. Yeah, uh, one of my uh, old coworkers actually had that, and we were having our last game of Pandemic Season Two before I left, and uh, we played some rounds of cards against Disney. And actually, you know, I, like I'm quite impressed with with these games, like. Uh, the cards that they come up with are perfectly themed. So yeah. there was a few things in there that's like from Disney Channel shows and whatnot that uh, I didn't quite understand. Because, but for a lot of the, like, there's some there's some raunchy cards in there. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see what's in the Star Wars one. Um, like when we were flipping through some of them, uh, what was one? It was like using Force Lightning to. Uh, to, to like tickle your nipples or something like that. Um, yeah, so, we, you didn't open the box while you were here, were you? Did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. I forget. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. There was a few that we uh, looked through, and and they're they're pretty interesting. So, but yeah, like I feel like that sums up the last like three three weeks. Yeah, that was a, a very good one. Did I miss? And if we were living under a rock this week, you would have missed. The, the biggest news in gaming history. Actually, yeah. Like when you think about it, though, the last three weeks, there hasn't been a whole lot in gaming news. And then, bam, <laughs> literally like the day before we record this episode, the I don't know. Is this bigger than the previous acquisition? Yes, I would but, say so. So for two reasons, one, I think the acquisition of uh, Activision and Blizzard is much larger than Bethesda could have possibly been solely because Bethesda is known for a few titles, right? Activision Blizzard, Microsoft just acquired the rights to 
Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Candy Crush. Yeah, speechless, right? Did, it's, did it's, you, yeah, like it's just they they just purchased one of the biggest multi-platform third-party companies I would say ever almost. Yeah, they they bought a conglomerate to own it. And from what I understand and from everything all the details that have trickled out over the last like 24 hours or 48 hours now. Um Activision is still staying intact. People are a little pissed that that CEO is still going to be there with all the Blizzard problems. But Microsoft just owns all the rights to stuff. And they're already like calling the shots. Like the like if Call of Duty becomes an exclusive. That I like I don't think that'll happen. They'd be mm-hmm. very dumb to lose that money, mm-hmm. especially because I believe Call of Duty titles were the t- uh, number one and number three mo- highest selling things on PSN this year. Yeah, like if they were to make Call of Duty uh, console exclusive, or at least like PC and Xbox, they would literally be losing like 30% revenue of that game. Yeah, so PlayStation, the top three game, uh Yeah, so Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Madden NFL 22 and Call of Duty Vanguard were the top three selling games on PlayStation this year, which is surprising to me because FIFA is usually in the top five and it dropped down to seven. And a Mm -hmm. lot of their first party games didn't do super well. Here's their first game that's an exclusive here is Miles Morales at number four, Ghost of Tsushima at number eight. And Ratchet and Clank 11. So out of their top selling games, two of them made the top 10. Mm-hmm. If you look at Nintendo, they're all Nintendo in the top five. Um, I, I know that's a little off topic, but just to compare apples to oranges, Xbox yeah. was Vanguard, uh, Cold War, and then Madden. Madden must have had a really good year last year, man. <laughs> but Microsoft had six and seven with Forza and Halo. And that's it. They only had two games in their top 10 as well. Well, you know what the thing is? Like this, I think everyone kind of has mixed feelings about this acquisition. Bethesda was one thing because like you said, Bethesda is really only known for like a few things. Fallout, Fallout Skyrim. And, Sky- and, and Skyrim, right? Like not even Elder Scrolls anymore, just Skyrim. Um, so like that was one thing, but Activision Blizzard, well, not only did they buy the company that has like what, like six franchises plus plus any like smaller things that they make. Yeah, Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Duty, World of War, Warcraft, Candy Crush, which I think is funny, Candy Crush, and StarCraft. They also bought all of their sexual assault allegations. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you read that one? I just made that up right now. <laughs> um, that that yeah. was a really good joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I've never seen a company, uh, you know, willingly buy <laughs> sexual assault lawsuits. But well, um, th- those lawsuits are all, I think, put to bed. I just don't know where. I know, but I wonder if I wonder if that was also a, a reasoning or or something that kind of pushed the purchase uh, or the se- sale of Activision Blizzard. Because if you think about it, it's being pushed and purchased by Microsoft, this massive, huge company. 
and now people aren't going to be talking about the whole sexual assault allegations and all that stuff. Um, and you know, honestly, Microsoft is has been doing great job at promoting making games and game companies and giving them the freedom to create the things that they want. But at the same time, someone actually in the comments on a, a Reddit thread called Microsoft the Disney of gaming. And I I can't disagree. Like, but you so, know what? If so far they've bought, like, how many companies have they purchased? And they're just throwing tons of money at them, and they are now owning all the rights to something. And now I don't think Microsoft is going to pull a, a fast one and make Call of Duty console like xbox exclusive and no but you know what they did do they made sure that forever it will be competitive on pc and xbox you will no longer see tournaments on the playstation that's over that was like a two-year exclusive that's done Mm. that that's over because remember how like salty microsoft was when they lost that yeah like okay so sony took the ball and went home and then microsoft bought the ball (laughs) like no it's my Mm. ball so how how do you feel about this though? Like I know it's it's always I don't know, it's it's exciting for the fact that pretty much all future Call of Duty games are going to come to Game Pass day 1. That's what I don't think is going to happen. I don't know. They put no. Halo, their their biggest Xbox you're, franchise you're right, ever. But they had to. They had to put Halo there because the console didn't launch the way they wanted it to, and they didn't have a launch title ready. They had to put Halo on Game Pass, and they knew what they were doing when they did that because there was no first-party games when the console launched, except, like, even Medium wasn't first-party. That was third-party. They had mm-hmm. nothing at the launch that was going to be like, like, what did we buy? We bought friggin' um, Watch Dogs 2. Or three. Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> well, That's Legion, the game yeah. that we both got with our consoles. Yeah. So Microsoft was kind of pinned in that corner. They had to do that. With Call of Duty, I think the biggest point of their acquisition is actually like a few games, right? So when you look at the banner that Xbox posted, what do you notice? You notice Overwatch. You, you notice Diablo, which a new one's coming out, of course. You notice Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, and StarCraft. Four of those games there, there's an awful lot of DLC you could pay for. Cosmetics, mm-hmm. weapons, right? Like Overwatch is practically free to play, but people pump tons of money in it to, to have people look whatever way they want. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty? Call of Duty makes all its money off Warzone right now like i bought vanguard because i enjoy like the older war games that's why i bought that one but i also like the multiplayer the multiplayer is fun i've been playing the shit out of it Mm -hmm. but microtransactions to the 15th like you can do your battle pass but if you really like a gun that you picked up on ground loot and you got a bunch of kills with it and it's not part of the battle pass guess what for 1600 coins you can buy it in a package Mm -hmm. warcraft how many people are still pumping money into Warcraft, right? And the biggest one of all, the crown jewel, the bell of the ball, $2.1 billion in revenue for Candy Crush. 
you know how many people been around that game's been around forever right like it's it's disgusting how much money candy (laughs) crush makes I, i was looking at it earlier do i think call of duty might land on game pass yeah probably maybe what they'll do is they'll do kind of what the ea play did which we're also forgetting game Pass has the right to ea play just because they do. Yeah, yeah. But they might do something like that where last year's Call of Duty comes out. So that way, or they stagger it like at a six-month point because then what you can do is all these players, like a lot of the people I play Warzone with, they didn't buy Vanguard. So they don't like playing the new Warzone map, which is a huge problem for Activision and now Microsoft because they launched this new season. They got rid of Verdansk. They opened up Caldera. But people don't like the fact that they're playing a new map without their guns. Guns they poured hours into getting, mm-hmm. hours into completing, or money into getting. Right? Let's not forget the pay-to-win players who buy the guns just to have an advantage. Right? So, yeah, like there's there's a lot of money that's going to be definitely made just on, on I d- DLC I just don't think and Call of Duty can be a launch title for Game Pass. You have to let it make some money first. Because that's just like a big slap in the face to everybody else. That that's that's something that then there's a huge pay to win or play to win advantage for Xbox over PlayStation when you're playing like in, in your cross platform stuff. Oh right? yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Because if everybody gets Vanguard for free on Xbox, but nobody gets Vanguard for free on PlayStation, all those people are leveling up guns for absolutely nothing. And they're just grinding through the multiplayer. Whereas I, that's why I think that one's going to be kind of just because it's an exclusive. Mm-hmm. Sure. What I think about this and you asked me like, how do I really feel as a PC player and somebody who's getting into a lot more PC games and trying to go back to my roots a little bit. This is phenomenal. The fact that I'm probably going to get Starcraft for free. The fact that if I now want to try Warcraft, which sounds like something I'd never want to do because it's just too daunting. I can do that. Fuck. I can finally get into like finishing Diablo. Cause like the last ones I played were on an old PC, like 15, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. This is where the advantage is for Microsoft. I don't think the advantage came into call of duty. Call of duty is like the icing on top of the like delicious five tier cake. And then candy crush (laughs) is obviously the sprinkles. Yeah. But so if you look at some of the other companies that were included with the purchase of Activision Blizzard, there's there's Treyarch, Raven Software, High Moon, Beanox, Sledgehammer Games, Infinity Ward, <laughs> Demonware, uh, do Toys for Bob, Shanghai Studio, Studio State Studio. So most of these have worked on some form of Call of Duty at some point. But I want to uh, bring the attention to Raven Software Games. Microsoft now owns the uh, IPs for the games such as Heretic, Hexen. These were like old school, like first person shooters, right? Uh, Soldier of Fortune, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, X-Men Legends, Quake 4, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like Wolfenstein. Well, they own Bethesda anyways, but... Now they really own Wolfenstein. (laughs) Now they really own Wolfenstein. So they own, and and that's just one one of these companies, right? Like um, Sledgehammer Games. I know that they've only ever like really done Call of Duty and stuff like that. Or Raven Software is now the exclusive holder to Warzone too, and they created they helped with the development of like Ricochet. Nice. So that's a lot. 
uh, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out going forward. Um, I know that like a lot of PlayStation fans are not happy about it because they're worried about that, that Microsoft is going to make these or, or like upcoming games, Xbox exclusive. But I think, I, I think the history with Activision Blizzard has been so varied that it wouldn't work for them to make, you know, Call of Duty or Diablo or even Overwatch, you know, Microsoft exclusive. Agreed. Right. Um, like it was one thing for Bethesda because those games were very, were more niche, right? Like they're all kind of RPG, like first person RPG kind of games. Um, so making Starfield an Xbox exclusive and Elder Scrolls seven, <laughs> whenever that comes out, Xbox exclusive, like that was, that was a big thing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but you know what? This is also an opportunity for Sony in a way think about it sony has been sitting on how many ips for so long and doing nothing with them that's because they don't they just are like and even like they had days gone like developers were like hey we'll make this game for you don't worry we'll give you a discount we'll do it i just downloaded it for free on playstation plus Mm -hmm. well so just read some of the comments like games that people that were huge huge staples of the PlayStation name from since the PlayStation one PlayStation two and PlayStation three, you know, SOCOM Warhawk Killzone, resistance, you Killzone know, died with the PS4 launch. It Let's did. It was a, it wasn't very good, but it was a, it was a pretty big franchise and, and it was, it really pushed the limits of the consoles and what could be done on a console. Right. Um, it's Sony is known for having companies that make great single player games. But like I said, they have are sitting on so many franchises and so many IPs that they have the rights to, and they've done nothing with them. This this honestly is probably a retaliation of 10 years worth of we've got this and you don't. Oh, 100%. 100%. Spider-Man thing was probably the last straw. I mean, it can't be the straw that broke the camel's back, but that pissed off so many gamers. That pissed off the community. And Xbox is always like, have you noticed them on Twitter? They're always very free-spirited. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter what console you have as long as you have fun. PC, Xbox, it's the same thing. Well, quite legitimately, it's identical. Yeah. <laughs> and now so- Sony's like, it doesn't matter what console you have as long as it's PlayStation 5. <laughs> but like, right? like- you, you reminded me that they own Treyarch. Do you know what franchise Xbox now owns? Uh, no. They own the 007 franchises, and they own the Spider-Man franchises. But but I wonder how that would work because Sony owns the licensing for Spider-Man. It's interesting. Yeah. Because I remember those Spider-Man games. I do, yeah. Like, because Treyarch did Spider-Man on the Dreamcast, Spider-Man Two on the GameCube, PS2, Xbox, um, Spider-Man Three, like, and Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah, and Web of Shadows. Yeah, it'll be interesting because unless something has happened where those licenses, like, they don't have the license anymore because Sony owns the rights to the character. Maybe they could come out with a man spider game starring man Danny spider. DeVito. You love that joke, eh? 
<laughs> well, it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's great. That it's wild. Um, I want to take you through a little timeline. Um, if you want to jump in our, our time machine that we use every so often, Microsoft decided early on that it was it was going to be a player in a lot of things, right? So, yeah. Um, in 2002, they they bought a a British based developer called Rare. Some people may or may not know it, but they acquired the rights to Battletoads, Donkey Kong, which is a Nintendo product. Banjo-Kazooie, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Donkey Kong 64, they bought all that stuff. And then Rare developed Sea of Thieves for them, and Rare's relatively quiet in a lot of games, Mm -hmm. right? And then 2014, they were like, man, I got a few billion just burning a hole in my pocket. And they bought the biggest sandbox game in the world. They bought Mojang, which gave them the exclusive rights to Minecraft. Minecraft, wildly successful. And you know what? It's on other platforms. People play it mobily. People play it on their Switch, I believe, because Microsoft and yeah. Nintendo have their, their agreements. I believe there's also a PlayStation port for it. 2018, Microsoft is like, all right, let's let's do some new stuff here. They buy Compulsive Games, so they own We Happy Few. They buy Ninja Theory. They buy um, In Exile Entertainment, and they own the rights to Wasteland 3 and everything else there. They bought Obsidian which is just Bethesda light in my opinion. So they got (laughs) all the exclusive rights to Outer Worlds. And Obsidian was the developers of both Fallout, New Vegas, and I believe Oblivion, right? And they also made uh, Avowed. Uh, They bought Playground Games. So then they had both the Forza and the Forza Horizon franchises. And they bought Undead Labs, which gave them uh, State of Decay. 2019, they bought uh, Psychonauts 2 and Double Fine Productions. And then in 2021, Microsoft was like, you know what? We're tired of losing everything. And they bought Bethesda Softworks, giving them the games that we've already talked about. Um, Alpha Dog Games, uh, they bought Arcane Studios. So Dishonored and Deathloop, even though Deathloop was an exclusive PlayStation game for a year. Right. Probably probably at the time, like the biggest fuck you <laughs> was them changing Deathloop from being a PlayStation exclusive to uh, being multi-platform. But Sony's still going to get Sony's still getting like what the, a one year exclusive on that. Yeah. And it's already dropped in price on the PlayStation store. But regu- like I bought it for, I guess, Christmas pricing, but mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't want it digitally. Um Additionally, they bought Bethesda Game Studios as part of Bethesda. So they got Starfield, Fallout, and Elder Scrolls. That was the second big fuck you. That was <laughs> Starfield is an Xbox exclusive. And mm-hmm. fans were pissed. They bought mm-hmm. Machine Games. They bought ID Software. They bought Tango. So what you're saying is they bought a lot of companies. Do you think they buy EA by the end of the year? You know what? I I don't know if I could see that happening. Whoever buys it's, that gets, well, I guess they don't even get the rights to Star Wars anymore. So no, I think uh, I could honestly see Sony scrambling to try and purchase EA. Um, I think if Microsoft were to purchase EA, it would be, I don't know. I don't think that's, that's a good thing for, no. for Everyone. gaming in, in general, right? It's, it's, it's well, like I said, you know, Microsoft is becoming the Disney of gaming. Like they're buying up all these companies so that they have this huge library. But hopefully, Microsoft sticks with their 
what they've been doing over the last little while and just buying games to allow or companies and allowing them to make the games that they want to make. Um, cause Microsoft is totally in like they, they are going into the subscription model, right? Like they are pushing game pass. And I think that's going to be like their biggest moneymaker, um, rather than like physical game sales. Yeah, I, I, but, I agree. And I think they know the digital wave is coming. And so did you watch the uh, Xbox documentary series? I haven't. It's on my list of things to do. Okay. So for anyone who doesn't know, you can watch it actually on your Xbox consoles. If you uh, go to the store, you can purchase it. It's for free. Um, it's also on YouTube on the Xbox channel. It's a six-part documentary series. Uh, each episode is about 45 minutes or so. And it goes over the history of from the creation of the original Xbox up to essentially the release or announcement, sorry, of the Xbox Series X. And it's not one of these documentaries or these series where it is them just praising themselves and trying to build them up to be um, like the greatest company ever. They go into detail all of the hardships that Microsoft went through all of their failures and their successes. Uh, you remember the red ring of death? Yes, I sir. think everyone does. That was a huge dark time for, uh, for Microsoft and they dedicate like a whole episode and talk about kind of what they did wrong and, and how they fix it and the problems and like how the, remember the launch of the Xbox one, which was a mess. Remember that E3, how they didn't show like any games and they just talking about how it was a, <laughs> Uh, like a media center for like TV and stuff. Yeah. Like they, they talk about these things and they don't hide it and they don't try and downplay it. You know, they, who was the, the old before Phil Spencer came in, who was the old like head of Xbox? I forget his name. He came from EA or something like that. Or uh, yeah, let me, let me look it up. I forget his name. But uh, the famous line is, from him is, uh, you know, we have a console for people who don't want to buy an Xbox One or don't want to always be online, and that's an Xbox 360. You know, it was like Harry Meyerson. Yeah, that's right. Like, what a fumble on their part. But then they talk about like all. It's it is honestly like even if you're not an Xbox fan, if you are still playing this huge part of this uh you know the console wars that have been essentially like dead forever <laughs> watch this documentary series um it it is almost humbling to an to an extent because it shows that microsoft literally was just trying to get into this market when they had no idea what they were what no idea what they were doing they were competing against a huge competitor that already had a huge market share in gaming and they have essentially, and they still are, they're changing the gaming industry. And I think over the last like few years, they've been on the right track with promoting game developers and promoting games. And this announcement of them purchasing Activision Blizzard just kind of came out of nowhere like even more so than them purchasing ZeniMax, right? Like Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, it's um I don't know. I I'm I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because you you asked you you brought up the fact that like yeah, Sony fans and Sony is pissed. 
Sony would have been offered this. They probably maybe not offered the same amount. And maybe there was a boardroom meeting where it was like, okay, Microsoft, what can you offer us before we sell our, our company versus what can Sony offer? And Microsoft can offer exactly what you said, the, the ability to make games that everybody can enjoy. Even if some games are exclusive, the, like say what you want about Microsoft. And I know Sony fanboys are going to hate this one. And I'm sorry, but Microsoft has spent the last five years correcting the mistakes that David just talked about in 2012. Mm-hmm. They did everything they could to make this the most inc- like exclusive and inclusive console there is. It's more powerful than the PlayStation, even though the PlayStation 1, we all know, we can all read specs. Well, the funny thing is, though, uh, since the release of, I believe it was the original Xbox, every year Microsoft has released, or every time Microsoft have, has released a console, their console is more powerful than the competition yeah look at the ps4 and the ps4 pro versus the xbox uh series s and series or xbox one s and the one xbox one x you could still play in 4k you couldn't mm-hmm. on the playstation well you they, can but well not the not playstation as, not as, for the yeah pro on, on the pro you could but still it's like they have consistently made the most powerful console and and uh you know they they I, I still think like you you should watch that documentary. I uh, just watch you know just watch like an episode a night you know before going to bed. It's a pretty interesting, big documentary guy. I just watched uh, the six part Disney series on Imagineering and that blew my mind. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question for you though before we hit our next topic because I know we're going to run a little heavy today regardless. That's all right. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I know I joked about EA, but. Do you think Sony buys something retaliatory and they're just, they're like, no, it's exclusive. I don't think they'd be dumb enough to do EA because EA makes its money knowing that both platforms buy sports games. You can never make that exclusive or 2K will come back. Yeah. I honestly, I don't know what other company they would buy. Like the other companies that Sony already owns, you know, they're making games. A lot of them are single player games. Like, so they don't have that widespread, you know, they, they can't make a game that is going to be sold on, well, or they're not making games that are be, going to be sold on uh, on Xbox. I think the developer that you're looking for is Ubisoft. Oh, yeah. I think I that's gonna, the one. That's got to be gonna it. Say, I was going to say uh, Square Enix, potentially. But they already get a lot of their stuff, don't they? They do. Yeah, they do. But Square Enix has been a huge supporter of Sony consoles for like their Final Fantasy franchise and stuff like that. But Square Enix owns Crystal Dynamics, Tomb Raider. I know it's not as big as some of the other ones, but what other companies does Square Enix owns? They own a they own a bunch. Don't don't they own or aren't they part of um oh crap, why can't I think of the, the name? Who who developed Spider-Man for Sony? Um Marvel? No, 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 no. Um, oh, it's going to bother me. Let me look it up. Insomniac. I thought, oh, yeah, that's right. I thought they were part of, or they had an ownership stake in Insomniac. I might be wrong. Oh, no. Sony already owns Insomniac, so it's fine. I think if they wanted to do some uh, emotional damage, as the meme has said, they go for Ubisoft. 
Because that's going to be one of the only things that you can really flatten it out. And if they turn around and it's like, yeah, you know what? Far Cry is an exclusive. Or Rainbow Six. Oh, sorry. Rainbow Six. Its future is no longer on PC. Well, that kills off a lot of the community now, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. They can do what they want, but they can also make the money there because Sony is bleeding. And <laughs> Microsoft, for all intents and purposes, is uh, going in for a kill shot here. So, mm-hmm. um, so that let, let us I know feel, what you think. About I that. feel like though, if they purchase Ubisoft, it wouldn't be as big of a blow as Microsoft owning Bethesda and Zenimax Studios and Blizzard Activision yeah. or Activision Blizzard. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how what the next move is for sure. But guaranteed, guaranteed, I think if Sony purchases a large studio, they're going to make all of the games that come out of those studios PlayStation exclusives. Oh, easily. Mm -hmm. Like, I just I think it would be a very poor idea for them to make uh, Call of Duty like free. As much as I would love that, I think it's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what else was a bad idea? Slash good idea. <laughs> I did not spend the money at the movie theater to go see Eternals. And I'm so glad I didn't because that movie was a waste of two and a half hours. And yeah, we would have had to use just a bad things theme twice in this episode. No, I <laughs> do we have a, a sound bite of money burning? Oh, my God. Uh, so for anyone who didn't know, Marvel's Eternals is now on Disney Plus. Which was highly anticipated because so many people didn't go see it. Yeah. Um, And so we made the effort. Actually, you know what? This is funny because we both watched the movie on the same day without even really planning it collectively. Yeah, Yeah, because it came out like, like I think, the previous Wednesday and we both had that weekend off. It came out on Wednesday and we both watched it Friday night. Yeah. Um, In a uh, nutshell... Give me your thoughts. And you might need more than a nutshell. You might need a whole uh, no, I, I can bag simply, of peanuts. <laughs> I can simply put it because I think that the meta score is a 52. The IMD rating is a 6.5. So people hated it. My opinion is if you want me to watch a two and a half hour movie, don't spend the first two hours developing backstory. Spend the first act developing backstory. I know you had a tough task of introducing people to what was it like nine new characters with some of them ultimately having untimely deaths. That's the best spoiler non-spoiler I can give you, but okay. You, you got me to invest in these and one of the best characters you get to invest in disappears, which also sucks, but you don't feel anything for the characters. You just, You don't like, oh, was it cool to see Rob Stark in a movie and Jon Snow in a movie? And you barely get to see Jon motherfucking Snow. For for those who don't know who that is, that's Kit Harington um, from Game of Thrones. But and I don't know who I was like, who's Rob Stark? But Rob Stark played. um, um, Why can't I think of his name? Icarus. Icarus. Yeah. You know, his real name, Richard Madden. Yeah. Richard Madden. Yeah. And like. (laughs) Even the main character, what was her name? Gemma Chan. I thought she was good, but like, are you, are you going to make her a celestial for the multiverse of madness? So you had one person just retire from the Eternals and Angelina Jolie actually had the best part because she did nothing. She wasn't annoying. She actually knows how to act. Yeah. 
I know, shots fired. And like Selma <laughs> Hayek was in the movie randomly. And then like the fucking like the post credit scenes were the best parts of the movie. Although one was so confusing because they were like, ah, oh, guys, here's Harry Styles. He's playing. Oh, God. Why can't I think of his name right now? Um, I don't know. Uh, Eros or Star Fox. Oh, and yeah. they're like, they just kind of dropped the nugget that he's like Thanos's brother. And earlier in the movie, they were like, oh, well, we weren't allowed to interfere with Thanos doing all his shit. <laughs> like, well, and that's the thing is like, that's what people were pissed off about before. Like, oh, these, the Eternals have been around, like they're super powerful and they can protect everyone. Why didn't they do anything with Thanos? And they tried to answer that and and make it like brush it all under the carpet with that like one line oh the within the first like 10 minutes like why didn't you do anything to stop thanos and they're like oh well we're not supposed to interfere with human wars uh excuse me i'm sorry was thanos human no it was a bunch of fucking aliens that came and invaded earth so if you wanted to protect humanity so that uh they can oh yeah big spoilers for people but doesn't matter. You're not going to watch this movie anyways. It's trash. <laughs> if you if you want to protect the world from being destroyed so that the Celestials can eat all the humans for energy, why the hell wouldn't you stop the person who's trying to eradicate half of the population of the universe? Exactly. And the other part that really pissed me off was the, the second explanation of Thanos. What was the second explanation Where of Thanos? Icarus and um, Selma Hayek's character, Ajak, were talking at that cottage. And she was like, explain it like when he figured out like what the real mission was. And then she was like, yeah, our mission got delayed by like five years because Thanos wiped out half of existence. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you guys still know. And like they were all just willingly following this, following this like Kool-Aid drinking motherfucker. I just, the whole movie made no sense. I thought some parts were good. Kumal uh nanjiani hilarious i think he's very funny i also really like i didn't mind Gemma chan's performance i thought she was good as cersei um uh well my issue with her is that she has at least in this movie uh she's got the daisy ridley acting style where she has one facial facial reaction to everything like no action like she didn't show any emotion you know, I, she's, I agree. I, it's tough, but I she's agree. standing there at the end of the movie, you know, facing the celestial that's rising up to destroy the earth and kill everyone. And she's not showing any emotion. And it's like, you just were stabbed in the back and you're still not showing any emotion. You're right. She did have kind of a, a Ray building to her. And, and and Richard Madden, I don't know. I haven't seen his other work, but does he have any like does he have any emotion when he acts? No, she was also in friggin' Captain Marvel as somebody. That makes was no she? sense. <laughs> like, so Icarus, he literally just was and you you said it, he's just kind of like a Marvel edition of super version of Superman, right? Oh, he was knockoff Superman. He's knockoff Superman. And he had he, he, such a bad actor in this. Like, I don't get it. Like these people are probably good actors elsewhere. The, the only ones that I thought were that made the movie enjoyable were Kuma 
Kumal Ninjani, like Kingo. He was Brian, so funny. Brian Tyree Henry, he was a uh, Fastos or something like that. Fastos. Yeah. He was the guy the, that made the things. Guy? Yeah. Angelina Jolie, because she actually is a, a good actor and she can act bad things well. Uh, Barry Kogan, he was Druig. Because his, his character actually had depth. You know, you know what I mean? Like he was the guy that uh, didn't want anyone to fight and he <laughs> he ended up making like some weird like cult. But like his character actually had depth and he actually showed that he he cared about the people that they were trying to protect. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. There was just so much. The movie was so boring. It was like two and a half hours of mostly dialogue. The first half was just them talking and like saying like, oh, well, this is a problem. We have to fix it. Like it. It felt like uh, that Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> oh, uh, no. We don't talk about that movie around here. That's a swear <laughs> word. But, you know, it, it felt like that. It was just so long and drawn out. And then ultimately to the end, this this battle that was kind of cool. But then you didn't know who the bad guy was because that weird, like, uh, what, what were they called? Like the monster things? Celestials? Were they... No, oh, no, the, the deviants, the deviants. So then there's this deviant that they make to be this this bad guy, like this horrible creature that is that is uh, absorbing the powers of the Eternals that he he kills. And so you think that he's going to be the big bad boss. But no, really, when you think about it, they are trying to kill the Eternals because they want to keep living, right? And they don't want the celestial to devour everything. But then he's trying to kill the Eternals who are also trying to kill Icarus or stop Icarus, who's trying to kill all of them so that the celestial can devour the earth. But the bad guy that they made halfway through the movie is technically on the good guy's team. So, yeah, the... (laughs) You didn't see Invincible, I'm assuming, over the last three weeks because you don't listen to me. But it's literally the same plot, like literally the same plot. You you go watch the first few episodes of Invincible and you'll be like, wow, I watched this in movie form. I also just sent you an image of Gemma Chan playing a superhero in another movie. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, well, they p- painted her skin blue, so. Nobody would know the difference. Yeah, no one would know. But all in all, this movie left a lot to be desired. I think the disappointing part for me was like, okay, what are you setting up here? Are you really like going into the multiverse of madness? Clearly the first um, post credit scene set up Guardians of the Galaxy. Because it had like that kind of music. There was a Bifrost involved. The second one had like, I'm pretty sure it's setting up Blade because I'm fairly certain that was Mahershala Ali's voice being like, Dane, are you ready for that kind of power? Which will be like, Black- like Blade, like-, like Demon or Vampire Slayer Blade. Yeah, because Dane, yeah. Uh, the Black Knight is part of that whole universe. Yeah. The other thing that I kind of was confused by was like, that kind of day of reckoning at the end of the movie where Dane's about to like tell her about his past. And then all of a sudden she was taken up by whatever that thing was. The, uh, I can't remember his name. Main celestial. I don't know. 
<laughs> mean celestial. God, what a bad movie. It was. You know what? I'm really excited to finally see eventually when it comes up to uh, Disney Plus because uh, all movie theaters and everything are closed right now again. What's that? Spider-Man. No Way Home. You haven't seen it yet? No, no because no, we didn't because it came out like right before uh, right before Christmas. Right. Yeah. And then I was busy packing and moving and working and then we moved. So I was actually hoping to see it when we arrived, but then everything shut down like <laughs> the day of. Right, dude. How? Oh, the the bad guy <laughs> was listed as Icarus, but not the other thing. Yeah, I know, right? What the hell is that name? It, that's, I think it started with an S. It, uh, it started with an A. Oh, Ashram. Ashram. Arishram. Which just looks like knockoff Galactus. I don't know much about these comics, so I'm just kind of talking out my butt. But I know. Do you know? I what might we... just have to drive. I might just have to drive to Winnipeg. Do it to to see uh, Spider Man. Two I'll hours do that this go weekend. see a movie. You know, I totally worth it. Get a hotel, stay the night, party. Yeah. Um. Do you know what needed no introduction because we already had a little bit of an introduction in the Mandalorian. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> we gotta talk about that too a little bit. We're not gonna get too deep into it because uh, I think what we're we're gonna do is we're gonna wait for the whole entire series to finish. There's only what? How many episodes are gonna be? Six, eight, seven, seven, seven. Okay, so we're like halfway through now. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna give our initial thoughts about how we feel about it, but then we're gonna wait until the series is end, and we're gonna see if we can get a a special guest on the show. From uh, some of our previous episodes, I'm not going to say anything in case we can't get him on there. <laughs> but, uh, but we're going to try and get someone in who is uh, more like well versed in Star Wars than even I am. And we're going to talk he about cripples that, us in um, Star yeah. Wars knowledge, but we'll leave it at that. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts of Boba Fett? You know what i I think it's doing a great job at giving the backstory of other or or not backstory but putting the humanity into other characters okay um they have they have made the tuscan raiders uh a group that you care about even if it's only for 25 minutes even if it's only for 25 minutes but it shows that they're more than just uh you know savages Right. Yeah. I think the whole idea of, and this is all in the, in the trailer. So there's no spoilers, but uh, Boba Fett saying that he plans on ruling by respect. It's kind of weird. Um, but overall I'm, I'm so far. I'm like, there's some things that I, I, I'm finding are kind of odd. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's well done. I think. So I'm going to say it's maybe I'm Marvel burnt out a little, but it's not, it's not the Mandalorian. It's done by the same people who do the Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. but this seems very kitschy and gimmicky. And I don't know if it's strong enough to warrant a second season. Here's here's what I mean. That's true. Yeah, I get that. It's, it's slow. The, the pacing is off. Like, I, I know I talked to you about this uh, at another time, but 
when you have a show that goes back and forth between past and present, and you're running two timelines at the same time, there's one show that's done it phenomenally, and that's Arrow. And mm-hmm. I just, I have a hard time. Like, my timeline knowledge of Star Wars isn't as strong as David's or other people's, but like, I do enjoy Star Wars. I always have, and I probably always will. It's just you like the Tuscan Raider episode as an example. You actually had to like pay attention to every moment to figure out when that was kind of happening. Like you knew it was in his dream sequences because he's remembering all this shit. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know how far back it was. And there this episode that they did last week was a little bit more like I think 60% of the episode was in the present for the first time. And there was a little bit more like live combat but the animation just seemed so rushed like those motor it did those those air bikes or whatever you'd call them the, the vespa things <laughs> yeah they, they looked so bad yeah and like i love john favreau and fellini and what they've done but this to me is kind of on the level of like a middle tier marvel show it's just not quite there and i'm really hoping that like they're pouring everything they have in a like obi-wan but Boba Fett to me, and I, I hate to say this, Star Wars fans, like Boba Fett is a character that everybody loves dearly. But sometimes less is more. And the reason everybody loves the bounty hunter so much is because you don't see him very often. Mm-hmm. Do I think it was cool? Like the opening scene was taken right from Parks and Rec? Sure. Do I love the fact that he like ripped himself out of that Sarlacc? Of course. And like he has this human, uh, like humanitarian side that like you're seeing and you're seeing him trying to like right his wrongs. But Disney's doing that thing where they're bringing in high level or like B or a level, like people that you'd recognize to be in episodes. So they have a reason to kind of like be like, Oh, this person guest stars, right? Like last week's episode had Steven root and Danny Trejo. Yeah, like, I, I, I got a good laugh at when they put Danny Trejo in there because it's like, really? You know who Steven Root is, though, right? Like, he was the guy who who was giving him all the information. He's a dude from, like, Dodgeball and pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, He's actually, like, when, when he uh, came on, I was like, L for love. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, like, okay, episode one didn't have any really big guest stars, but didn't episode two also have somebody that you were like, oh. I know that person. Yeah, I'm not. I don't remember. <laughs> it was the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think like I'm. I'm hopeful. Like, and I totally agree with what you're saying and stuff like that. Like, I don't dislike the the series. I think it's it's interesting to see this side of like Tatooine and kind of what they're trying to do. I dislike the the pacing is slow, you know, and and the whole dream sequence stuff. It's cool that they're they're doing this to kind of build. Uh, a backstory more for Boba Fett and not necessarily like a full on backstory because, but more so connecting from end of return of the Jedi to now. Right. Um, But it's slow. Like when, when a third or when, sorry, two thirds of an episode is him at a Tuscan Raider camp and there's like no dialogue and it's just uh, him learning how to fight. You know, it's kind of yeah, it's it's slow, and but I'm hoping that once I, I I'm hoping that that story arc is coming to an end, 
where the remaining half of the series can focus on him being uh, uh, like a crime lord in Tatooine. But I think he's trying to do right by Tatooine. Like he just hired all those people, which was also like interesting. Mm -hmm. I I, like, I want more Fennec. She was so interesting in how they developed her in um, the Mandalorian. Right. And how like she was left for dead. And then they kind of like redeemed her. And then she owed Boba Fett a favor. Well, even her character in even the character from, from uh, star Wars rebels, you know, Fennec's in there and there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things that they could do with that character, and right now she is the most interesting character in in the Boba Fett series. You know, she's right? like, been like she was the voice of Mulan. Yeah, I just like that, and she yeah. is also slated to be in the Gremlins animated series as Fong Wing. Huh, interesting. interesting. But um, yeah, Fennec to me is a more interesting character right now. And she's being pinned down by this story. Like it's like, oh, intimidating stare. Oh, chase down. Oh, intimidating stare. Like, I don't know. I would almost watch, I would almost want to watch a series where she is the main character. Yeah. And that's. And because she was a Ruth, like she was a ruthless uh, bounty hunter. Right? Like she didn't care. Like all it was, like her main goal was to get the kill and get her bounty. So I feel like she's being crippled a little bit by by Owen Boba Fett. And uh, she's like the the angry bodyguard. But hey, you know what was really cool though? Are you gonna say black car stand? What? That's the 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 the, the black Wookiee. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say evil. Everyone was calling him evil Chewbacca. <laughs> no, his name is like Black Karstan. It's like Karstan or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like uh, like two Ks Sa- and like nine Karstan R's. Karstan Yeah, but people, Stan- it's funny. On, online, though, people were calling him evil Chewbacca. But uh, there's actually, uh, in some of the comics, uh, a, a bounty hunter Wookiee, which at first I thought it was the same one, but uh, I don't. I don't think it is. But yeah. Well, I'm hoping that it picks up. And I hope maybe we see a Star Wars or a Star Wars, a Mandalorian character crossover. Or I'm still hoping that um, we see an appearance of Timothy Oliphant because I would love to see how Timothy Oliphant acquired that armor. Right? Who's Who's Timothy Oliphant? I don't remember his character's name, and I, I apologize. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the uh, sheriff, right? Yeah. I well, just, here's I... the thing, though. This this though takes place after. I believe it takes place after. Uh, well, yeah, it does take place after uh, Mandalorian. Yes, you you are right. Right, but but remember I feel how like they, they could the... really do. Uh, sorry, they could really do a crossover with the Mandalorian showing up for an episode or something like that. Well, I think you'd have to, but um, I'm trying to think. Like they don't show really how he gets Boba's armor, right? So maybe like because we see the armor get stripped off him, and then we don't see like how he acquires it or anything. He just well, tells he probably just bought it tail, from. Right? He probably just bought it from the Jawas or something, right? Fair enough. Yeah, I, I just I'm hoping we see something because like three episodes down and 
I'm like, like I'm not dying to see it on a Wednesday. Even like Hawkeye, it took me a while to like, I think I watched the final episode. Oh, it came out on the Wednesday and we didn't get back from Christmas until the Saturday. So I, I watched it when we got back, but like, I need to be desperate to see it. And I'm just not like Obi-Wan mm. day one, sign me up. Boba Fett. I think I watched the first one. Well, like, cause I was bored. I was like, Oh, I forgot mm. this came out type of thing. Right. Yeah. So that, that's where I'm at with Boba Fett. We want to know kind of what you guys are thinking. What, what you guys feel about the Activision news, of course. And, did you like Eternals? Did you hate Eternals? Did you do you like Boba Fett? We're not saying we don't like Boba Fett. We're just we're we're in Captain America and the Winter Soldier kind of slowness. Yeah, yeah. Or Captain or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's the pace of this show, and it's kind of disheartening. But let but us ultimately know you, we want to know: Did you miss us? Are you happy we're back? Because <laughs> we're no, happy we're back. boo! You guys are back. No. <laughs> We, we are excited to be back. We have so many things planned for you guys this year. Maybe a few giveaways. But I don't know. I didn't say nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Well, we <laughs> want to thank you all for listening. Find us on our socials. There will be more soon. Find us on TikTok and find us on our YouTube where we play board games for fun. But for myself and David. That's me. We'll see you guys on our next episode of the Scene on Screen Podcast. Peace.